Welcome to the Trail Island Podcast. It's another Wednesday. I am Alex and I'm joined as always by Steve Matthew. Steve, you're not on delay. You're actually here in the room with us. I uh, I'm present. That's a shame. I am present. (laughs) No, I I kid. It's good to have you back out in the wild. Back in (laughs) you. Spreading your germs or 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 bacterium. Or as it turns out, you didn't have any. You were just tucked away for a couple of weeks. I was being safe. I was being safe to the community for once. And I, I as a member of the community, this community of three, I'm very pleased that you mm-hmm. you did that for us. Yes, we thank you. No, that's no problem. No, no mm. problem. Thank now, you. F- thank you for your service, Steve. Yeah, it's you're the hero we both deserved and needed. I'm sorry that uh, we couldn't stop the shingles infection before we could. But, um, <laughs> no, that's okay. At least we got COVID under control. It just makes us feel a bit more zesty. Indeed. Yeah. Mm. Shingly. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. Yes, we are the Trailer Island podcast and we compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And this week we, got, we had a it's, a... it's a new release. It oh, is. Damn. It's out. It's in cinemas. If you have the opportunity to see it in a cinema. It's is also, it on, is it's it also re- a movie that's set on an island, which a tropical island, which I found really mm. cool for our little thing that we do mm. yeah. I don't think we released a review of a movie a new release so soon after its release I know usually, yeah. usually we're a month or two after the game but we are hot to the press we are with mm. this little ditty and uh, is it streaming for any other countries anywhere uh, in or? the US it's on HBO Max mm. okay well alright well there you go well, well we did we went saw it in the movie cinemas yeah indeed so we, we did we got out there and we sat down with our I, I got popcorn I, I got popcorn. I, I didn't get popcorn, but that's because of my reservations for crunchiness. But that's, you know, let's not that's focus fair, on that. <laughs> though this uh, is a good popcorn movie, though. It uh, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like your reservations for crunchiness are, is, is another note for your psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's down the list, so we'll get to mm-hmm. it. But yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> All right, well, uh, who would like to introduce this week's film? Not me. No, oh, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't, I mean, don't get all excited I all mean, at once. Hey, guys, we're talking about the Suicide Squad. You gotta be kidding me! You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dressed as a court jester. This coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully, Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were going to save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Blood sport. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. Times are hard. You fail to follow my orders in any way. I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. So this is the famous Suicide Squad. Nom nom. Any questions? And? Yes. That is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, 
You die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. When they get you out of your life, I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh my god, we've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh huh. We love the rain. It's like angels are smooching all over us. Well, this is, uh, just straight off the bat, this is not the same Suicide Squad that came out about four or however many years ago. Not far enough ago, in my opinion. Five years. Five years. I wish it was like 50 and then we never would have seen it in our lifetime. Um, this is a, a reimagining, I think, isn't it? It's a redo. It's a, it's a very hard reboot. No, I think it's, it's definitely a sequel, but it's definitely... Is it? Yes, it's yeah. Is it is yeah. it in that same continuity? Yeah, really, it is. That makes me feel ill, but okay. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that's yep. Interesting. Okay, uh, it's just um, it's it's the difference between a poorly handled movie and a well handled movie. It, I think. Yeah, it's it's an interesting comparison. I suppose we should start. Where do we <laughs> start? You're sort of flabbergasted. Well, it's, okay, let's put a bit of context in it. A couple of years ago, a film came out called Suicide Squad. Yes. It had Margot Robbie as Harley mm. Quinn, had Will Smith as the Dead, guy who says Deadshot. the name of the movie in the movie, Deadshot. Deadshot. Boomerang guy. Uh, Jai Courtney, always good to see him. And that film had one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it used a Bohemian Rhapsody as well, which was terrific. And it was one of the worst films. Mm, I've actually yeah. seen. Yeah. So, best trailer, horrible film. Yeah. And it was panned to the hilt. Oh, yeah, it was. It and, was. And so, so they, they've come out with, I guess, the sequel. The first one's called Suicide Squad. This one's called The Suicide Squad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's got the, some of the same characters. Margot Robbie's back. It, it, she is. And so is um, Rick Flagg, the, whoever plays Rick Flagg. That Joel character. Kinnaman. Um, I'm, I'm still a little shocked that this is actually a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I assumed that they had... Just gone, you know what? We got that first one wrong. Let's just do it again and do it better. I, well, that's basically what they've done here. Yeah, but I'm surprised that it's still trying to be in that same continuity, though. It's definitely sort of, it, it's got sort of self referential there a little bit. It, 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 it does. It, it, um, it, yeah, this is, this is, instead of the, the big bad sky cannon into the, no, this is a lot more, I don't want to say like down to earth, but it's, it's, <laughs> You know, the Suicide Squad this time has a has a mission to go and um, investigate. Oh, what do they call it? Uh, this this tower, uh, secret Ru- science Utenheim, tower. Something yeah, like that's that. the one. Yeah, Tuten Tuten Butenheim, something yeah. or other. So so, and they get stuck. They get right stuck into it in this. Yeah. There's no they, sort of messing about. No. There's no um, no thirty minutes. This is every one of the qu- characters. This is and the their backstory. backstory and why they're sad. And I, why I did they're find here. it interesting. This film starts in a very self referential way of having. Mm-hmm. A number of returning characters, but also new ones. 
in a scene that basically reminded me of that scene in Deadpool 2 where X-Force jump out of the chopper. Yeah. And I don't do... Just do we spoil this? At the no, beginning? I don't think so. We don't think so? All right. It's, it's going to be difficult, but I mean, it, it definitely... It knows what the previous film was yeah, I and just tries like, to wipe away those mistakes. That's it. And it does it in a very kind of cool meta way at the yeah. beginning with how it opens the movie. And and I, I thought that was really well done, mm-hmm. the way that that all happened. I thought, oh, that's clever. I see what you're doing there. And I, I approve. It's funny. Yeah. It's, 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 I think that's probably the strongest part about this film is that um, and I, I, maybe it spends too much time doing this, but it tries to correct those mistakes of yeah of I, David Day's Suicide Squad. And I do think sometimes the movie gets a little bogged down in that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of funny for the first forty five minutes, but after that, you want the movie to just do the movie, yeah, and and just get on with it. I do think it's a little long. I do think. Oh, it, I disagree. I I think it's what's the runtime? It's about two hours twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that that could have been shorter, but only because it was relishing this novelty kind of breaking the fourth wall thing that it was mm-hmm. doing a little bit too much in the middle, perhaps. It acknowledges the faults of the past. Well, what's the plot? I thought we just went over that. Yeah, I don't know that we did, though. <laughs> the Suicide Squad this time is on a mission to uh, a Caribbean island, a South American island. Yep. Uh, and they're there to secure some research from the previous government. It's just been overthrown. It's now a, now a, di- uh, a military dictatorship. dictatorship. Yeah, which is not friendly to the US, which Indeed. is why they've decided to... Um, Previously, they were friendly to the US. Not so much yeah. anymore. Yeah, And not it. so much anymore with this new dictatorship. So the US has gone, you know what? We're going to head in and uh, just grab some of the research that was in there. Um, yeah. And, and it's going to be out. super difficult not to spoil this film because there's a lot in this film that I really, really like. But well, it's probably heavy spoilers yeah. as well. Hey, look, let's talk about the characters then. Okay. Let, let's talk about our lineup. So James Gunn, who directed this, did Guns of the Galaxy. We've got literally a walking shark. Yes. Uh, there's the, the weasel, which was t- I wanted more of the mm-hmm. weasel. I thought that was amazing. And there's Polka Dot Man. Yes. Polka Dot Man, which is possibly one of the most laughable mm-hmm. villains in the DC catalogue. And they've done a really good job of making yeah. Polka Dot Man cool, which was mm. really cool. Yeah, I got some problems with this movie. Okay. I, you know, in in the trailer they talk you know, from the horribly wondrous mind or something of James Gunn. I'm like, okay, cool. So what are you telling me here? What's I like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's cool. They've tried to. What have they done? Well, they've gone for a hard R rating yeah, for starters. Yeah, except yeah. it's MA15+. plus, Which surprised me. Which is very surprising because this is where I think the film went a bit far. There were a few is moments. The gratuitous violence was over the top and didn't add to the story and was there purely for visual spectacle. And it did it far too many times. There's a lot of blood in this There movie. is a lot of disgustingness in it. And maybe it was just the time of day that I saw a film. <laughs> this is a lunchtime movie for me. And I was just like, you know what? That's just a bit over the top. Okay. Yeah. And it did it. You know, you know how when Deadpool came out, they were like, oh, my God, you know, they've got this action hero movie that's R18. That's so cool. And then everyone wanted to do an yeah, R18 yeah, they did action with Logan, film. didn't they, as well? Which is a good movie. But Logan is a, you know, that's different. Serious mm-hmm. film. That's a more serious film that takes, I guess, as much as you can land, you know, a, a, a mutant film in reality. Yeah. Where this is just a little bit so much over the top. They're trying to appease that 
probably thin fan base that enjoys that sort of stuff. That, yeah. So for a greater audience, it's actually off-putting. And this is where I felt like the movie did, why I felt it was too long is for the first, we've got this great opening scene, which is gratuitous and over the top, but it's funny because of the shock value initially. And I go, yeah, okay, this is a really funny opening to see all this destruction and, and all that. But then you can't continue doing that for the whole movie because suddenly you get used to it even if you don't want to, and it doesn't, it stops being funny. You just go, okay, now we're still ripping people apart. You know, there's a yeah. the shark rips someone apart in the rain. It's like that would have been great if I hadn't seen any of this over the top violence for maybe 20 minutes, and then yeah. that happened. But literally, I've seen about five other people get blown to bits in the five minutes preceding this. It diminishes the result of or the how effective that shot right. is. And I think that the film doesn't do light and shade. It's just the whole way through. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm appeased. I'm very much <laughs> appeased. I'm I'm I, I went into this movie and I was like uh I'm I'm ready I'm ready for this this R rated action. I'm ready for a bit of blood and gore. Mm-hmm. What I wasn't ready for was there's actually a really nice touching story about friendship in this film that <laughs> I think they were trying to do in this in 2016 Suicide Squad but did a lot better in this film mm. because mm. not only have we got this like original friendship between Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn set yeah. up. Now they're introducing this whole new batch of characters that are, for better or worse, on this mission together and they now have to get along. And there's this like wonderful scene at the beginning of the film where you know King Shark is about to eat one of the members of the Suicide Squad mm. and she turns around and says, no, we're friends. You wouldn't eat your friends, would you? Let's be friends. Yeah, yeah. And they keep building on that little story note until the and end there's of the film. The, the rat as well, which I thought was really nice. Sebastian, done. yes. Yeah, the, the, Sebastian the rat. Um, that that was really again like that was that's where I felt the film's strengths were was James mm-hmm. Gunn again humanizing these like just animals and making them fully fledged characters with personalities. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and the fun little fact that King Shark is played by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I, I saw his name and I was like, he's got to be one of the CG characters. I'm assuming Nathan Fillion was the weasel. No, that's Sean Gunn. Okay, so who, who was Nathan Fillion? He was the he guy, was the with, guy the with the arms, the arms yeah. that attach at the start. Oh, I didn't recognise him in the costume. And that was quite funny. That was, was good, yeah. Slapping stuff. But I wanted to laugh in bits, you know, when all this stuff is going on, but I just, it didn't do it for me in the moment, yeah. you know, because there was so much of it going on. Like, I, I didn't find it laugh out loud. You know, compared to, say, uh, Nobody, where that has, you know, quite a lot of visual violence and stuff. But... I found myself laughing quite a lot through that and engaging with it, perhaps because it was a little bit more grounded in reality. I'm not sure, yeah. but in this, I just there was just so much of it. I couldn't, I don't know, relate to it in a way. Okay. Or I, I, I would know. definitely. I think I'm on on your side in this one. It's it's a little inaccessible if if you're not fully on board with the violence. Okay. Yeah, and, unless you turn up and and I think this just comes down to personal taste and. I enjoyed a lot of the violence as being very funny and, and it did give me a chuckle, but other bits I thought like, did we need that? Like, it's it's much... In the end, I felt like with Zack Snyder's slow-mo shots, they were just using the one trick <laughs> over and over again. It's like, you can't... You've got to reinvent this at some point. You can't just keep going, here's a slow-motion shot or, or, or just a shot of someone being ripped apart or having some horrible death inflicted upon them and you can really tell when something's about to happen too because yeah. the camera goes wide or it holds that's, something my, for a that's second. my criticism right there and you go okay something's about to happen 
and there happens. it is. And there's someone's head getting sliced in half yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and that's, there's a bit where King Shark is eating is eating someone, but the joke is that he's like just you know finishing off on the head. Yeah. But the the, the shot goes back to that like three times, you, and that's just telling the same joke three times. Mm. So I've already seen the fact that he's chewing this guy's head. I don't need to see it three times in a row. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's. Dimin- diminishing returns, I would suggest, if you, if you stay, keep it up for too long. So the question needs to be then, you, you you both went into this knowing it was going to be a pretty violent, sort of maybe very crass, rude sort of film. What were you expecting with an, with an R rating or an MA rating? Uh, not to be that gratuitous. Okay. I, I, wasn't, I, I, was, I, I got what I expected, mm-hmm. but probably a bit more than I wanted. Okay. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. It was To me, it was like... Just bring it down to a nine. Like yeah. what, what, what? I really liked the story. They actually mm, yeah. took time to tell a story and a fully fledged one that has consequences and friendship and love and gain and losses and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's all there. Yeah. And and a fantastic villain in their boss in um what's her name? Oh, uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah. She's a horrible. She's a lovely mm-hmm. person to hate. Yeah. yeah, she does that so well. She really does. Um, and she was also in the 2016 one. As that's well. right, yeah. and all the supporting cast as well in that office. You know, they're putting bets on how the Suicide Squad's going to do, and and I thought all of those characters were fantastic. That was some of my favourite stuff in the movie. Yeah. I did enjoy the, the office mm-hmm. politics. There's a bit where you know they've all they all go to action stations, and then this one guy that's just standing around, and one just yells, and I can't remember what she yells him to to, to go and do. Yeah, she's but, like, go check the satellite, satellite or something. Yeah, like go and check the satellite. This just office politics yeah. was just really funny. Just put in the middle of this scene that you get the idea that this is the guy that everyone hates in the office. Yeah. It was really funny but yeah. it, so there were little like cool moments like that that i thought i wanted more of that less one note just bloody gore you know that kind of thing they, okay I, especially with james gunn i mean he's a funny writer and i think perhaps this movie i hate to admit it but probably could have been funnier i disagree i i, I mean it sounds like i'm the one here where the, the jokes are really landing for because i was sitting in this theater and i was really really happy with the way this this movie was sort of was churning out. It had great rhythm to it. I, I loved um, the setup to it. I loved the editing to it. There are there are points in this film where there are one or two stories going on at the same time, and I think James Gunn knows how to get his editor to really encapsulate those moments and how to really intertwine those moments as well. Sure. Um, and I, I I'm a big I'm a huge fan of this story. Yeah, it's we've, not. It's a good story. Yeah, we've talked about this before with with Suicide Squad and how there are there's so much potential there. Yes, like Will Smith's character, um, Deadshot, is you know it was was on the verge of actually being a very decent character in that movie. Mm. The same goes for Harley Quinn, and and I think James Gunn has sort of capitalized on that. And obviously, he hasn't got Will Smith and Deadshot in his film. No, and it's sort of been supplanted by. Bloodsport and, and Idris Elba's character. I'm, I'm assuming I loved, I loved his character. Yeah, oh, he I was thought great. It, he genuinely felt invested in the movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think everyone actually, from what I could tell, enjoyed being there to make the movie. I think as so. Well. There is a lot of fun in their performances. I'm assuming that Will Smith just. just I'm assuming they asked him and he just didn't want to probably. come back. Probably. Do we? Do we? For 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 freedom of conversation, do we throw a spoiler warning out? And and for the last sort of couple of minutes of the podcast. Go for it. How do you how do you feel? I think we've done okay at not okay? Really, I think Look, that there are some genuine surprises yeah. in this film that are that are good to experience for the first time. Yes. Um so I think 
let's try and err on the side of caution, I think. Okay. There, there are definitely spoilers right. here I want to absolutely like go to town and praise, but I feel like I want people to go see this film. I mm-hmm. want them to experience those spoilers and the, those sorts of misdirections mm. themselves. Don't don't eat beforehand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what I would say is um, some of the lesser known names in this film they hold it together. Like um, the the woman that plays a rat, rat catcher. Yeah. Um, oh yes, Daniela Melchior. I think uh, she. I think she's the heart and soul of this movie, mm-hmm. and she is. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She took a while to warm up, I think. Yeah. Mm. But uh, about halfway through, I was just like, okay, you can see some acting ability coming out yeah. now. I did, think, I did find it was odd that Taika Waititi just cameoed very randomly yeah. as, as her dad for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, it was nice, but I was like, he must be doing this as a favour or as a, of course. A, as a guest. He, this is not like a major character at all in any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Capaldi was... was he's great. He's manic. Yeah, he's, he was really good in this. Um, I really liked seeing uh, this this actor called David um, Das Melchian, um, who's who's been in like he's a character actor who's been in a bunch of superhero movies and all sorts. He was Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's actually in um, the Dark Knight as he well. Is, yeah. Yes. And he's, he, he was fantastic as well. He does this really scared sort of persona so well. I have well. to admit that Polka Dot Man was actually possibly my favourite character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how he imagines everyone as his mum. Yeah, it was terrific. It was just And how that's implemented into the film. That was funny. Yeah. There's that, that was bit hilarious. where um, they're in the, the club about halfway through the movie and they're all dancing and then it cuts to a shot from what he's experiencing. And he's just dancing with all these versions of his mum. Yeah. Character motivation is so important in filmmaking. And in this case, you really... When these characters do and say things, their motivation for doing that is clear. Yes, which it wasn't in the 2016 movie. No. So the things that they do, if you agree or disagree with them, if they're the good guy or the bad guy, you go, I understand why you're acting that way. Yeah, and yeah. that goes for not just those, like, you know, those core characters in the Suicide Squad. It goes for everyone else that's in the movie too. Everyone has their motivations for doing things. And the film does a good job of making that clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's just blowing someone's head up. Yeah, you go. I understand why they did that. Yeah, or if they're just hungry, like King Shark. Yeah, he simple motivation eats his way through the movie basically, and is nearly indestructible, which is yeah. really cool. I did like that moment. This isn't a spoiler. There's a moment where he's up against um, an aquarium. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like. I knew something was going to happen without being specific, but. I just thought that was played so yeah. well and written so well. It's like, I know that this is not what it seems and the, and the payoff was terrific. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory oh. uh, and it, full, it, it sort of folds into Harley Quinn and her motivations in this movie. There are, there are several scenes where you get this. It, it's the same as the last movie. All of the uh, Suicide Squad have explosives in their neck. If they misbehave, boom, goes to the dynamite. I didn't see Harley's name in Amanda Waller's suitcase and I have a theory that Harley Quinn is just there for the friendship. I think because this is set after Birds of Prey, indeed, and she's and I think there is actually a line where people say like, "Oh, when did you get back into prison?" Yeah, and she says something like shoplifting or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. So I, that's, I would subscribe to that. I think she's just rocked up for the fun. Yeah, yeah, and the, the friendship camaraderie. Comrad- comrad- yeah. She's just she likes blowing stuff up. And mm. how did how did Birds of Prey end again? Harley befriends those other um, fighters. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're going to do more of that at some point. But yeah, I suppose she was pretty much just out on her own, wasn't she? Yeah. There's that great moment. Is that, I think it's at the beginning of the movie 
where they're all sort of walking in a line. They're doing the superhero walk, as mm. is common. And and the only close-up we get is between Rick Flagg and Harley, which I thought firstly was an acknowledgement of the first film, perhaps th- like them going, hey, we've got a second chance kind of thing, yeah. uh, making a movie in a meta way. But also just their characters. There was a nice understanding there, I think, between them mm-hmm. that they weren't going to dog each other. They were going to look out for each yeah. other, I think, to a certain degree. That's that great moment. It's in the trailer as well where, you know, yeah. she, they're going to rescue her and, and then they turn around and she's already got out and she's really touched that they were going to come and rescue her. It's like, I can go back inside and you can actually do the plan if you want. <laughs> actually, I did find it. It's in the trailer, but seeing, uh, is it Deadshot or is, is that Idris Elba's? Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Um, him... <laughs> climbing the side of the building was like hilariously slow yeah and i was like that seems actually quite realistic of what it would be like to scale a building i was like that's quite funny now just one thing you did talk about you know you got the music and stuff anything the the songs that are in the movie are well placed and used but the score i found quite repetitive and boring i can't remember the score yeah it didn't stick out yeah yeah it was basically it felt like the same theme every time they were doing something i was like meh i'm not even sure who composed it but whoever you are we're not impressed yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and james gunn has has the ability to really pick a, a score as well i think his score for for Guardians and Guardians 2 is fantastic. Sure, oh, yeah. Um, John Murphy did the score for this particular film. And oh, yeah, shape up, John. It, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it definitely doesn't stick out. <laughs> no, like the like the music's good, but it doesn't. I don't think there was it was well placed or it was just a bit too repetitive for my liking. Well, I, I, I think he actually like, used a bit too many pop songs. You reckon? I, I think maybe he could have taken one out. Mm. But that's just my I, again. Like it's needed more Spice Girls. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know how much it had in there? None. Mm. And that's what it needed. Yeah. I did like, you know, the music playing when King Shark is staring at the aquarium. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's all nice. No, that, that was lovely. good. That, some of those moments, really good. I just felt like they relied on pop songs. Much like when we did The Old Guard, like it was just like, hey, here's my favorite playlist. Yes. You know? yes. And I, so I thought, Lo, sometimes it's okay just to use an, on an original piece of music. You know, that can be yeah. as effective. And I don't think you can fault the CGI in this either. It was pretty good. It looks beautiful. I thought King Shark looked looked great at times, but um, not so great at other points. Yeah, I wasn't too bothered by it. Um, I was just like, no, whatever. It is going to be hard to trick your eye into thinking yeah. it's an actual walking shark. So they, they probably had an <laughs> uphill battle with that one. But, I mean, there's there's a shot like low light. Uh, he's in that bus there, and you do you get a close oh, up of him under the, through the through yes, window. Yes, and you can see all the skin texture, and it looks amazing. Mm. And there's just there's I, there's, there's other points where it doesn't look. Great. Yeah, and I think the issue there is that there are certainly towards towards the climax, when it's shot during the day, it's really bright, and I think perhaps it's the reflections or the the, the lighting on him is not the best for that CGI model. Perhaps I did want to ask you guys about that particular scene and uh, the fact that I I thought it was a little bit inventive. I thought it was uh, pretty ingenious to to have a a stealth scene. In, in the middle of the day during a, a sun shower where there's glare all around, mm. all around you. I, I, quite, really I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was, it was I, quite I, beautiful. It's probably yeah. one of my favourite bits of the movie. Mm. I, I did think, um, I, I really liked it, but I did think like if you showed this, like James Gunn's always trying to be creative, I can imagine there are a lot of film lectures going, like, that's just overexposed. Yeah. But it looked good. and Because again, like they get out this bus 
and you can't even see the ground mm-hmm. under the bus. That's how bright it is. But it's giving contextual reasoning. Yeah, exactly. And you see the reactions from other people they can't see in the movie, therefore, because we can't see, yeah, yeah. there is reasoning and yeah. it's used properly. That's it. I thought that sequence was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I quite and, like that. And I love that their bus driver just tags along. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Milton? Milton, yeah, Milton or yeah. something like that. Who's Milton? <laughs> He's been with us for like half an hour. <laughs> I thought that was really that was that was quite nice. So you know, all in all, like it's it's a good movie. Yeah. I, it, it's certainly an improvement mm-hmm. on the previous Suicide De- Squad. Definitely, I think perhaps it, it rides along a bit on the Deadpool, especially Deadpool Two thing. There are some similarities in there mm-hmm. that, that just reminded me of Deadpool Two when I should have been focused on this movie. But that's not really a. I mean, you know, it's it's not like this is meant to be an incredibly original. That's right. Movie. It's just a fun romp. Yeah. Yeah. Violent romp. <laughs> well, if we were to give it something out of five, starfishes, what? right? Yeah. 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 If you've seen the movie, you know what that means. If you haven't seen the movie, you'll, I think, you'll I think find the starfish out. Sort of pops up in one of the trailers. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the CGI, when they come up against a particular bad, bad enemy at the end, Fantastic! Mm, yeah, I did that whole enjoy thing that. was really cool. And then Harley Quinn's thing with the spear at the yeah. javelin. And she was like, "I know why I was carrying this spear the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you carrying the spear? I'm just waiting for God to tell me." Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I say, just going to go with Starfish. That's that's a great Starfish, idea. Yeah. Uh, who would like to go first? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, because I don't really have much else to add, and I think that's a good thing for this movie in mm-hmm. that it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's not trying to reinvent the, the wheel even though it is reinventing the, the wheel that came out in 2016. Um, it's, the wheel was invented in 2016? Well, it's a metaphor oh, for the right. original okay. Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah, got you. Got you. Um, oh, you're too clever for me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I found it It built on what we've seen before in superheroes. I don't think it brought anything new to the table, but it was expertly made. It was shot well. It was funny. There were good characters. Uh, it's, in, I thought, a little bit too violent. Even though it's the fun kind of violence, I still think there there is a limit to how much you can subject your audience to over two hours. <laughs> um, and I think that's actually the only reason why I'm going to take it off is because, again, it does lack that light and shade when it comes... Uh, what I should say is when we did Black Widow and I mentioned how I was so bored throughout all mm. of the action scenes yeah. in the movie, that was the complete opposite for this. Yeah, All the action sequences are so well done. They're, they're terrific. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... I'll be generous. I'm going to give it a four, I think. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I'd watch it again. Mm. Very good. Alex? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm just going to go straight up with a three. And I think I've explained most of how I feel about it. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just a good, fun movie. It's not... I don't know that I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I got a nice bit of popcorn doing this. That's okay. I probably watched it at the wrong time of day. I did find myself going, I am going to be able to predict that something gruesome is about to happen. I'm just going to look in the corner of the screen because I'm a bit overseeing it. And that's probably the biggest impact for me. Love the story. Love the characters. Great motivation. Uh, And just, yeah, quite enjoyable. So a three from me. Okay. I'm going to go four and a half. Oh, the half mark taken off is probably because some of these things, the soundtrack, I was like, this should have been a lot better. 
But at the same time, like everything else in this film, like it just it, it really clicked me. And I, I haven't said it in a while, but I want to go back to the theatre and watch this. I'd, I'd pay to watch it again. That is refreshing from you. Yeah, this wow. is this was this was fun. This was nice. It was it was a little bit schlocky when it needed to be. Um, <laughs> I, I loved every one of the performances in this film as well. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone really. Rub me up the wrong way. I think maybe Harley Quinn was glossed over a little bit. Yeah. But I think, like, keeping my theory in mind, it Harley's reasons for being there are a lot more wholesome. Yeah, so four and a half for me. I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Well, that's, that's lovely and refreshing, Steve. That's a sneaky 11 and a half out of 15. Uh, would we say starfish? Starfish. Nice. Well, yes, if you are in the States and listening to this, you can watch this on HBO Max. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And then if you're everywhere else, I'm, I don't know. If go to the theatre. Yeah, go to the movies. Yeah. I don't if know you if, can, it, if you can. Yeah. If Hopefully you can. Hopefully you can. I'm surprised that there wasn't a streaming option available in this country, considering that we've got three states in lockdown, I think, at the mm. moment. I guess it's you've got to go with what you can do. That, that's it. Because thing, things happen so quickly. Uh, we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. Trailer Island? Trailer Island? <laughs> Trailer Island Podcast. Trailer, Trailer Isle. Trailer Island, yeah, sure. No, yeah. Trailer Island podcast, because we're, we're stuck on an island, uh, much like our Suicide Squad this week, all we've got to do is talk about trailers and their movies. And, uh, yeah, the trailer for this one, good. Lots of options to choose yeah. from. Yeah. I think that was yeah. probably one of maybe four trailers. Yeah, the, the film was delayed originally because of COVID, so there were okay. there were a couple of trailer mm. cycles out there. Yes, and uh, but it, it was nice, I think, in the end. I think we got what we asked for. I think so. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Cool. Yes, Trailer Island Podcast. That's who we are. And uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, all the good things. Tell your friends and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Plenty of episodes in the past to watch as well. And uh, lots, lots of good ones. Lots of good lots, ones. Lots of good ones. And from wherever you are, we hope you're well. And tell your friends. Yeah, we've done mm-hmm. an episode on Mortal Engines, so check that one out. Mm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, the a low the, point. The, abu- the abusing of Matthew episode. <laughs> if you'd like to like to watch that, yeah, I remember or, it fondly. Our yes. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> we've been the Trail Island podcast. I've been Alex. I was joined by Matthew and- Ratcatcher the Third. Ah, very good. Good night, everybody. This is a Narrative Network podcast. Beautiful.